Three things. Number one, I'm Batman. Number two, the Lego movie, February 14th. Go see it. Number three, I'm Batman. The Gundam Batman. Welcome back to uh, Gundam at MAHQ. This is uh, one of your hosts, Neo, and joining me always is Chris and Solbro. Guys, say hello. What is happening? Yo. And uh, this is going to be episode 167 of Gundam at MAHQ. And this episode, we're just going to be doing one topic uh, tonight. And it's actually something that was originally, I believe, a, a mailbag question. But we thought it would end up being a pretty good uh, topic because... Um, you know, a lot, a lot could go. Th- uh, a lot we can kind of pass back and forth on this. So, uh, this is from poster MCT Dread, and it's uh, rich military and all mecha anime should wear the crown for most inept uh, military of all time. And I think we're going to make kind of a expand it a little bit, maybe expand it a little bit more towards uh, other animes outside of just uh, me- the mecha genre. And uh, I'm sure there's might be even some. Um, science fiction stuff uh, that we can kind of put in there too so uh, uh, guys anything as I um, saunter over to the Larry King Memorial News Studio you are the king you are the king no man we decided to hear what's going on alright You can always post your news in uh, the Neo's Listener Submit News articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. And the first uh, story we have, well, of course, it's going to be Vent Noir because this is what he does. He must have gotten out of the hole from last episode when he uh, wasn't the first poster. But uh, th- wow, this is good news. If you're in the UK and that's that's located in Britain somewhere, um, it's been announced that the return of the Mobile Suit Gundam franchise to the UK is going to be uh, met with some Blu-ray releases. Yes, Mm -hmm. it looks like a company called Anime Limited and Manga Entertainment and they mentioned at the Manchester Comic Con. I didn't know there was a Manchester Comic Con, but it looks like they'll be receiving the Mobile Suit Gundam Blu-rays later on this year, just like the rest of uh, the world. So, welcome welcome to the the global community, UK. There you go. You're, You're welcome. So uh, thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. Oh, man, this is even better. Yokozuna Bulldozer gives us a link here. And, yeah, this is, this is definitely a buy. I can't wait for that pre-order on Amazon for this one. Uh, well, this, well, I'll have to wait a while. But uh, it looks like uh, King of Braves, uh, Gal Gygar, is going to be getting a Japanese Blu-ray release. So uh, Hell, yeah. So I would imagine this is, might make its debut on the Methods channel, hopefully. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Methods Network, you know. Oh, it, it, if it comes out here, hopefully it'll... Oh, well, you know, let me not, let me not hope anymore, because... <laughs> yeah, you still have that? Yo, I mean, that, yo, that, should be that, that, that should be an emotion that's just out of you at this point. Hey, so. man. I, I, uh, maybe, maybe write stuff. Not write stuff, but maybe... Uh, what's the... Discotech might roll the dice? 
<laughs> why, don't, why don't you why don't you submit a strongly worded email supporting your uh, supporting them to release that? Hey, Maybe complete that. with the petition. Yes, let's go. Oh, hyperlink to the petition. It's an <laughs> so. I'll get right on that. <laughs> and then don't forget to, don't forget a hashtag too because you know that that, that always works. That's how you do. You, if you retweet the hashtag, that means you're really vested in something. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Yokozuna Bulldozer, for your submission. Oh, more stuff. Wielder has got a link here. I'm not going to go too much into it, but it uh, looks like the... Uh, remember Gargantia of the Verderous Planet? That yeah. anime? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh, it looks like uh, the the novel sequel story outline and some of the designs have been posted on the Anime News Network. So uh, I feel yeah. pretty salty about all of this. Why? Oh, shit. Because... Uh, this novel is based on what was supposed to be the second season. Mm-hmm. That oh yeah, that's right. Was canceled, and they only describe it as various circumstances, which they refuse to elaborate on, and that annoys me because if it was a second season, we would have gotten it. But you know yeah. what? I don't read Japanese, and I don't want the novel. I want a second season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I really wonder what these circumstances are. Probably just somebody, just politics, internal. Well, politics. but you know. There are various of them. Yeah. Various oh, yeah. That various reasons. Yeah. No. <laughs> sorry. Well, the, Thank you for correcting me. The, the line art looks pretty cool, man. I'm sorry that we're not getting this animated, man. Damn, this would have been dope looking, man. That would have looked very well on the pages of MHQ. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh. Why can't we could have MHQ.net continue to violate some of those Japanese copyrights? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man oh man thank you mr wilder for your submission oh noir comes back with and he's got a link here and i'd say everybody just go to it but i'm sure a lot of people have seen this uh uh it's the uh new toys of um the general's long-awaited orphan drama of um the new gundam series iron-born orphan iron-blooded orphans it's like his dreams that- come true man iron-blooded or iron-born mm-hmm. i'm saying born i i Iron blooded. Iron blooded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want Jason. I, I, Iron born because you watch a lot of Game of Thrones. No. <laughs> I haven't watched Game of Thrones since it since it ended. And oh. <laughs> by the way, Jon Snow continues to be dead. Ben oh. <laughs> Noir. Him and Lelouch, right? <laughs> Thank you for that submission. No, he's he's in the cart with Lelouch. <laughs> he, he's yeah, he's the one driving the cart. Yeah. yeah. So, um, man, wouldn't it? Wheeler comes back with another article here. This is kind of cool. I'd I like to see a Geico commercial like this. It looks like there's, a, uh, there's an insurance company in Japan that has the uh, Mazinger Z as the retiring section manager. <laughs> it's some type of web commercial where it has uh, depicts uh, the Mazinger Z as the company's section manager. So I guess that would be probably their department, the, the company's department. So... Yeah, your manager is the Mazinger Z. So Yo, that's amazing. I'm watching it now. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so cool. Well, if you're watching that, then how can you look about the link that Wheeler's got too about Uh-oh. the uh, the you know Bandai? The best way to celebrate Zeta Gundam's 30th anniversary is with what more models and toys. Because if you don't have enough now, they can always give you more. And they have a uh, for the anniversary, they're celebrating with a transforming Psycho Gundam. Yes. What? Yes. Oh, wow. This looks yeah. dope. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Look at that. Yeah. It's huge. What's the scale on this? Well, it, it is uh, the Psycho Gundam. And from what I remember, that was pretty big. No doubt. <laughs> yes. So uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for the submission there. Wilder, for the double submission. 
Man, the next one here. Gosh, we got so much like just really cool news here. Uh, next one here comes from EA Net, dude, and it looks like um, remember a little show called Turn A Gundam. Turn A Gundam. Oh shit! Uh, well, there was a mecha designer, and he was a dirty gaijin named Sid Mead, oh. who did like you know the the Turn A Gundam and stuff. Well, mm-hmm. he's going to be receiving a visual s the visual effects society visionary award and it says here in recognition of his enormous contributions to visual arts and film and entertainment and uh, it's going to be at the 14th annual ves awards on uh february 2nd 2016 oh at the beverly hilton maybe i can try to go up there and show up and say hey i'm press let me in you know what's going on and show me net- graffitis EA Net dude does make does kind of call in question the credibility of this award because he says here the previous winner of the Visionary Award was given to the cinematic genius J.J. Abrams. Oh my god, you guys go to war about J.J. all the time. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, that's freaking awesome, man. You know, Sid Mead definitely deserves recognition, man. Is he still alive? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, because I think he was. uh, I think he designed cars too. Did he now? I did not know that. I think back in the day, he designed cars for, I think, GM or somebody. So thank you, Mr. EA Net Dude, for your submission. Oh, the next one here comes from uh, Wilder again, and it looks like there's going to be a new Space Battleship Yamato 2199 season in development. Oh. So, um, yeah. Hasn't been officially green yet till after the end of the year, but it um, looks like there's going to be... You know, ready to go. And of course, RX 92 has got a submission here. We all know this. Mobile Suit Gundam, Volume 1, available for pre order and Blu ray or DVD on right stuff, uh, is going to be coming in along with the Turn A movie releases. Uh, everything will be showing up on November 3rd. So circle your calendars and click on do your one click uh, pre orders on Amazon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh, thank you for that, RX 92. For that submission, oh, and I'm thinking here. I don't know about some of this. Oh, I do have some robot apocalypse news, but it's oh. going to be very quick mm-hmm. because this is it. All right, so hit it, soul bro. Here we go. Why is Neo so robophobic? All right. First one here comes from Brent Noir, and he says, The question, can a home drone kill you? The Mythbusters test with a chicken says yes. I didn't even have to have the Mythbusters to tell me, yes, a home drone can kill you. So thank you for that submission there, Brent Noir. And RX-92 RX comes back saying, non-metallic robots for, is going to be used for MRI use. And he says here, the possible implication will be robot assassin undetectable by metal detectors. However, we do have dogs. Remember, we learned this in the tomes. Dogs will sniff out the... <laughs> the robots they are will sniff, collaborators. They will sniff out the, the Terminators. Unless yeah, what the if term- the robots have robot dogs to fight the organic dogs and keep them distracted. Then what? Well, we'll probably find out what happens in that in Terminator Genesis 2. So I, <laughs> I'm sure that'll be the plot point. At one point now, they'll, they'll have robot dogs to, to, to counteract stuff. Or, or Skynet will become a robot dog. Maybe that's what he'll do in that one. So, you know, thank you for uh, your submission there, RX-98. Or R- I don't know why I keep saying, trying to go 98. I'm... 90, 92 and 78 mixed up. Because I'm so used to saying RX-78-2, and I want to say that, yes. Too many model numbers. (laughs) Yes, why can't we just... 
I liked it when they just started giving them freaking names. <laughs> it just made it easier. Because <laughs> you know what? I'm glad they gave everything in, 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 uh, in seed a name because there's no way I wanted to recite some of those model numbers. <laughs> oh, but I could. I'm sure you could. What is it? Uh, the what's uh, what's the uh, what's the strike? Original strike. G A T X one hundred five. What was the G X? There was one that was a G X too, wasn't there? Ah, uh, you mean the Gundam X? No, no. One of the one of the. Um, I thought there was like a G X in uh, C. Like the model number was like the G X. The Earth Alliance stuff was all G A T dash X something. Okay. All right. Sounds good then. So uh, thank you for your submission there and. Um, so, bro, you know what time it is. It's time oh. to hit it for some survey news alerts. Oh, it's the greatest time ever. Let's go. It is the greatest time ever. <laughs> Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Oh, my God, that's bullshit. What the? Dude, can we uh, bring the brewskis? However, before I go into the first survey news article, I do have to kind of lament because, you know, it's summer. And usually this is the time of survey, but... Yes. We have no survey cinematic masterpiece to grace us this year. Hey, man. So it's, it's been kind of tough. And, you know, it's kind of like being at Christmas but getting no presents. You know what's going on, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't feel right because you're not receiving that stimulation you normally receive. So, uh, survey, we, we, we miss you, and we cannot wait for your next cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> on that note, our first poster here, EA Net Dude, has... Uh, <laughs> I guess the first trailer for what he calls um, Michael Bay's next home run, uh, 13 Hours, Cultural Learnings of Benghazi for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of America, has been posted. <laughs> I, I, I did not realize that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was going to be starring in the <laughs> I didn't, oh, and I didn't know that that was the subtitle of that movie. <laughs> I, actually, I actually do like that. So uh, thank you uh, for that, <laughs> Mr. Net dude. I got to say, I got to say that trailer was very, very uh, compelling. I watched that trailer. I expected it to, I, I didn't expect it to be as on point as it was. I mean, I'm, I'm actually shocked to see, um, what's his name? Jim from The Office play someone so badass. Um, when I saw that, uh, what's his name? Uh, I forget the actor's name, but when I saw him in the movie, it's like, what's he going to be doing? And then just to see him, I guess, play one of those, uh, those, um, special mercenaries that's, uh, I guess responsible for going into the embassy in order to, uh, rescue people during the Benghazi uh, clusterfuck. It's like, man, that's, uh, pretty cool. Plus, uh, our boy Peaches from the, from the Pacifics in the movie too. Oh, that guy? Yeah, that guy's the other dude that's in the Jeep at the beginning of the trailer, and he's one of the, the crack team dudes that has to go inside. And uh, So um, what, um, what Victoria's Secret supermodel is uh, playing uh, <laughs> Secretary of State Hillary Clinton? You, you might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Probably not Victoria's Secret mo- supermodel. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe one of the ones from like the 80s or 90s. <laughs> a little bit more within range. Yeah. I, I just kind of wondering. Yo, Kelly Preston, let's go. Oh, <laughs> Or am I sitting there? Am I putting stereotypes on a on a survey movie? <laughs> I, I think this will be the most un-Michael Bay movie that he's ever put out. I mean, there are explosions in the trailer, but uh, since it's based on real events, this is not the first movie he's so done. These, made, these explosions make sense. Then, yeah, huh? it's not the first movie he's done based on real events because he did uh, much to uh, my chagrin, uh, Pearl Harbor. But uh, 
this incredible. one looks leaps and bounds ahead of that. So I'm very interested in checking it out. I do find it interesting that it's coming out um, on the kind of the same time that American Sniper came out this year in um, wide release. So I think they might be trying to kind of capitalize on that same audience. But other people are going to watch it too. But I think it's probably going to come out in limited release in your neck of the woods, Neo, probably around Christmas time. So you might be able to catch a little earlier than the rest of us will be able to. So who is that, knows? Is that for true or is um, it just... Well, he's just talking out of your ass. No, because in order for it to be eligible for an Oscar, it has to come out before the 31st in limited release. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be earlier showings for the movie before it comes out on wide release at either a uh, at either a film festival or maybe even in New York and L.A. like they like to do um, right before the year ends. So uh, if it does, if it doesn't, then it doesn't. But I, I'm pretty sure he's going to want it to be eligible for some kind of Oscar. Well, this will be the first so. Michael Bay movie that's not made specifically then for Joe Lunchpail because if he's just doing it for the elitist cities of New York and Los Angeles, then <laughs> I don't know what to say there. But, no, um, I mean, it's coming on wide release on the 15th of January. Okay, so great, it great. still is, but uh, it, I mean, they, they do that at the end of the year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Sounds, sounds great. So thank you, Mr. Enetu, for your submission. I do have to laugh at uh, Rodimus76 for posting the um, the Michael Bay Dakota Rec, the new Gundam anime. That was pretty funny that you got caught on that whole thing because uh, oh, I don't no. know where you would read that article and ever think that that was uh, actually true. So, <laughs> <laughs> But whatever. Next one here comes from EA Netdude again, and he has here the survey news alert that the Bad Boys 3 and Bad Boys 4 now, they've uh, set tentative release dates. Uh, Bad Boys 3 in February of 2017 and Bad Boys 4 in July 19. So um, mm-hmm. I guess we'll see what happens then because um, who knows what will happen. Well, but, uh, let's hope that Will Smith will be in it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, word has it right now, and although I don't know if it's been 100% confirmed, but word has it right now, he might just be in those movies as a producer and nothing more. So I hope he gets some sense and actually takes part in the movie, but, but we'll see what happens, I guess. That, well, that's, that's got nothing to do with the article. The article is just saying here that mm-hmm. the, those are the tentative release dates. So what happens, happens. So um, I'm, just, I'm just bringing it up to speed. Thank so. you. <laughs> thank you, Mr. EA Netu, for your submission there. And. Oh. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for all your submissions. And um, if you ever have any news, always go to the Neos Listener Submitted News Articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk Forum. And unfortunately, we're not going to be doing any old-timey this, this, uh, this episode, but um, we'll pick it up probably next episode in the short time near future. Somewhat, sometime, maybe, possibly. Who knows at this point. So... Um, but guys, anything before we go into our first and only segment of the night, the fabulous listener-submitted question of what is the most in that military? No. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. Hello, everyone. I'm David Kay, a.k.a. the voice of Professor X from that old series, X-Men Evolution. And you're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Logan? Logan, where is Storm? 
Kill it a comforty. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. From a time long ago, in a basement far away, there comes a time when there's only one hero to protect us all from the trolls. Warranted and unwarranted. Is it him? Against Gundam Sea Destiny. It appears destiny is firmly on my side. What? There stands a man who alone will defend the honor of said show for all to enjoy. You're something that shouldn't have been allowed to exist, boy! Just shut up! His name rings out and is like curses to those evil doers. If people learned of your existence, they would want to be just as you are! That name... Chairman 025, Defender of Destiny! You shouldn't blame me! This is mankind's dream! Mankind's desire! Mankind's destiny! Coming this fall on WSBR, your home for DVR hits. Wow, this is pretty cool! I have something here for you. Your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough, but your uncle wouldn't allow it. He feared you might follow old Obi-Wan on some damn fool idealistic crusade like your father did. Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ, and <clears throat> for our topic tonight, we're going to be diving into what started off as a mailbag question from listener MCT Dread, uh, what we thought were the most incompetent militaries in mecha anime, and we're going to get into this one, but we're going to broaden it just a little bit beyond strictly mecha anime, so we're just going to go round robin back and forth and you know the the obvious starting place would be say you know Zeon but that's boring we'll get to that at some point before the <laughs> end of the segment so i'm going to kick it off by going a different route all right so i'm going to do a dual offering and say 
the Galactic Empire and the Free Planets Alliance from Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. So you have in both cases uh, two militaries fighting this intergalactic war for centuries and there's really no purpose to the war you have these two very different forms of government one uh, corrupt aristocracy and the other a corrupt democracy they're both uh, mired by bureaucracy and incompetence and people are just in these positions, like, say, in the Galactic Empire because of politics and not necessarily because of skill. And you have, in the Free Planets, a bunch of idiots who, you know, are just in the system because they have a corrupt, broken democracy. Mm -hmm. And nobody's actually doing anything to end this war and find some way to stop all of these lives from being needlessly lost. Nothing's going anywhere. It's just a status quo of permanent war between these two major powers. And that would have stayed that way forever if not for the simultaneous arrival on the scene of Reinhard von Lohengram and Yang Wenli, mm-hmm. who shook it up and had to fight not just their declared enemy, but also the enemies of uh, bureaucracy and incompetent fools holding them back from doing what they know how to do well, which is fight wars. <laughs> well, between the two, who would you find to be in the better position uh, between Young and uh, and Reinhardt? Because uh, Reinhardt seems to be running shit, as opposed to Yang, Yang who has the respect of his uh, his his peers, at least uh, some of them, but not so much the respect of the government, at least from where I left off. Um, uh, is, is he is he as much of mover and shaker as uh as Reinhardt was? You know, on the one hand, um, well, they, they both have people trying to kill them on their own side, so <laughs> yeah, I'd say they both have it pretty equally bad. Okay, and they and they and they both um for what type of government each of them is in, whatever the strength is of that government, it's offset by like the horrible the weakness. weakness. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. it's just because. The the number one thing that they have that both of them share is just rampant corruption through their ranks. Like even though Reinhardt's running shit because he, he ends up becoming you know the the head man, mm-hmm. there's still so much crap going on there, and there's so much and so much resentment to that. You and, know, yeah, it just doesn't. He's low. You know, he's he's a uh, he comes from poor nobility, and yeah. he doesn't follow the traditions, and he's a usurper, and you know, he's the the golden haired brat, <laughs> and his sister is a whore who slept her way to the top Ooh. with the emperor and brought him along, and blah blah blah. There's a lot of there's a lot of disdain and hatred for him, and complete ignoring of what he can do until he starts showing overwhelming, undeniable results. Damn. Yeah. And the same thing for Young. You know, there's just so much inertia of bureaucracy and incompetence in the Free Planets Alliance that he's completely unnoticed until he starts making a difference and it can't be ignored. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 the, it's the, the number one thing that you see with, uh, with them is just that's the, the, the corruption between both is just what holds them down. And yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. So, uh, Sobro, what's your first pick 
for an incompetent military. Well, um, just like you, I have a two for myself, uh, and this takes us back to Gundam. Um, I would definitely have to say the Titans and the AEUG. Oh, my God. <laughs> These two organizations have some issues. Uh, although I do, of course, appreciate the uh, the goals of the AEUG more than, of course, the Titans. Um, on the Titans side, you've got a bunch of sycophants that really don't care about the well-being of the space noids who um, they're there to quote unquote protect them, but instead they're there to exploit and terrorize them. And on a moment's notice, they could gas a colony, you know, off the suspicion that there's terrorism there. And uh, they really didn't do much to kind of better the situation or kind of level the trouble that was still in space. I mean, their job was to go out and seek out what the remnants of Zeon. And instead they decided to take that, uh, to take advantage of that and then just bully um, space noids, even worse well, than what the Federation in, did. In in their defense, as mm-hmm. we've seen in world history multiple times, yeah. if your power is built upon fear, yeah. you have to maintain a perpetual state of fear and paranoia to stay in power. That's how dictatorships work. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true, but it's, they, not, it's like, not a good they, model. It, they, they're not... <laughs> They're not out to actually be good at their job, yeah. as evidenced by the fact that they don't have any problem trying to make an alliance with Axis, who is exactly the people they're supposed to be hunting. No doubt. So, you know, in terms of antagonizing the population and having an, uh, an atmosphere of fear and paranoia, they do excel at that. Yeah. It's the follow through that they don't do so well on. Yeah, and they're. Yeah. they're- their uh, recruiting processes are terrible because all the people that they have in, in their employ are sociopaths. <laughs> you can run down the list of them. You got Jared. You've got uh, um, oh my god, what's his name? Uh, that that uh, Sting. Um, Yazan Gable. You've got uh, all sorts of people. I mean, they had some smart people in the group like uh, Patamus Pat Sirocco, but even he uh, kind of or got the uh, criminally underappreciated uh, Captain Gotti. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Emma came Basically from the ranks. Was the uh, the the Titans version of Bright, but always had to be under the thumb of idiots <laughs> like Jamaican. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if that now if that guy had been in charge, SARS, yeah, higher up, might have been a different story rather than clowns it, like Jamaican. And about yeah, it bounces back. It bounces back to the fact that the wrong people were running stuff like Hyman and of course Bosk and Jamaican, and eventually it led to their downfall. Um, because the AUG took them down, but not after suffering great losses. Like the AUG on the other side of the situation, way too hippie, <laughs> way too lax in a lot of ways. In and also lacking in very clearly lacking in leadership after uh, Blex is killed. Yes, mm-hmm. who actually was their leader? Because Char was all wishy washy, and I'm just a pilot. I'm Quattro Bagina, totally not Char Aznable. Yeah, like who actually was running the show? After Blackstad, we never see anyone step up. Not even like Wong. It's just like, like just some random committee of people who hate the Titans. Is that yeah. who's running the show? Yeah, What's and, going and, on? And history tried to step Shaw up in that position. Like there were several conversations in the show with Quattro saying, "It's like, look, you need to drop this facade and take control of this this nonsense because we're we're, we're without a leader. We need a guy who has you know has seen." the kind of the the horrors of what can happen when this shit gets out of control and you're the right dude to be running this and he completely just shirked away from that till towards the end of the series where he started yeah, to take he some sh- he should have used some of that charisma yeah. <laughs> 
charisma, huh? At Dakar, yeah. He, he's charisma. Sure. And he also, you know, when uh, dealing with Haman and, and Axis, he didn't take enough of a uh, kind of a... He still seemed to be under their sway of that of that group when he should have just stood up against them, too. Like, to me, Axis was the big winner of Zeta Gundam. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> they, 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 let, what, they let all those other fools exhaust themselves, and it's like, okay, we'll come in and... Uh, Send our flower-bearing emissaries to take over the colonies. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they 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 pretty much played everyone, and they got what they wanted in the end. Of course, we know how Z- Double Zeta turned out, and uh, they they would be definitely uh, candidates for being inept uh, in that series. But uh, when it comes to Zeta Gundam, they handled shit. I will say, if uh, if you were in AUG, you wanted to be on the Argama because that was the place to be. <laughs> That's the only place that was not, run. Not if you were a uh, a Rictius pilot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you didn't want to be or a Nemo pilot. That's true, yeah. but I actually think- the, the mm-hmm. safest place to be uh, is a Methus, despite it being the worst mobile suit ever. In the world. <laughs> it was invincible. It kind of was. <laughs> well, except for its legs, uh, legs and arms, its appendages are always blown off. But mm. um, yeah, it was it was the ball 2.0. But. Uh- <laughs> But without the death rate that the ball had. But yeah, when it comes to the AUG and the Titans, man, they had some issues, man. And uh, I, I gotta say, it just infuriates me. Uh, their but are, are they the absolute worst? I mean, we have so many other contenders that I'm sure we'll be mentioning no, that, some of. Like, oh, I, I, I've got worse than them. Oh, but I wanted uh, to start off with the appetizer. Gundam, the Gundam you want to work way up. Yeah, I want to work my way up. Oh. So we're 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 all right. But yeah, I, I had to mention them because it's just frustrating when you watch. So I love Zeta Gundam to death, but I'm glad that the militaries in those shows had flaws because it kind of helped to accentuate it. My my main regret about that show is that the the Titans were way two dimensional. But um. Other than that, I've got to say that it made for an interesting conflict because of the fact that after the one-year war, things were still so effed up. <laughs> you figure they would have been wiser because of the situation, but things just got worse in that regard. But uh, I toss it back to you, Chris. All right, Neil, your first choice. <laughs> My first choice is actually, and and I'm I'm only going to do this in a season because the first season I actually respected the uh, this military. Mm. It's the Britannia military and Code Geass. Oh, gosh, you know, they, they were pretty, pretty hor- you know, pretty uh, ruthless. And uh, they seemed like they really knew what they were doing in the first season. But that second season, it just seemed like the more the more like um, allowing the what was it? The Knights of the Round Table. Was that what those guys were? The Knights of the yeah. Round or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they started letting those guys go in there and it just seemed like this ragtag resistance group that was having a lot of issues and, and got beat down pretty badly in the first season uh they just made these huge gains because all once again it seemed like the corruption within that whole form of government and all the you know all the the be people being highborn and things like that it just really knocked down their effectiveness to the point that you know, I, they they were getting beat on all sides. Granted, I think a lot of that too is because they bit off more than they can chew. Because in that in that season, what they're like fighting like what three fronts or something like that. I mean, they've got like Japan, uh, I think Asia and Europe going on. So that might be part of it. But um, you know, for for a military that seems so uh, so single minded and had one single goal in that first in that first season. Just they seemed very inept, and they just were kind of no pun intended spinning their wheels when they were, <laughs> you know, fighting. So 
uh, th- that would be my DK. So, <laughs> and, and also a lot of those knights of the round seem like low rent titans. Yeah, and that that's a that's a good parallel. Yeah, they just seem like because they drank the Kool Aid and they were the you know they were the biggest uh, uh, evangelicals when it came to the the you know the social Darwinism and all this other stuff that they uh, that you know that's how they got their um, their ability and we even see that with uh, Suzaku did it where it looks like you know he's actually for a guy that's low born and not even of Britannian birth he's got more skill than most of those knights of the round <laughs> so they were just all psychopaths that just wanted to kill people that weren't Britain. they were racist you know they were just genocidal maniacs almost seemed like so that that would be mine so back to you chris all right so <clears throat> my second rap pick um i'm gonna go with one that we've jokingly mentioned last times before and that's uh the buff clan from space runaway Adan. Oh, oh yeah that was because too much low-hanging fruit but yeah go ahead <laughs> These people are some of just the worst example of uh, arrogance and monsters of the week in terms of, you know, rather than pooling our forces together, let's just send out this one random stupid robot that will surely defeat the giant god this time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. The monsters of the week, man. <laughs> it's like, imagine, imagine if they had spent some time sending all of those monsters to work as a team. Yeah. Maybe they would have had a better shot at defeating the giant God, but no, it's like, I will get revenge because the giant God killed this person. And then they die. It's just a never ending cycle of, I must get revenge for 20 people who died. And now I will die. Yeah. And, and the, basically what it was is you'd have this long speech to the buff clan. I forget the guy that was the head of the buff clan, but you know, I will revenge blah, blah, blah. Mr. And the giant God and blah, blah, blah. And, and then, like you said, at the, you know, uh, uh, the last few minutes, damn you, giant god! No one in it the same way. It's just, damn yeah. you, giant god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, uh, that is a real good one. Yeah, so short and sweet, nothing more to say about them. You can see for yourself in a day in. So, Sobro, your pick for round two. Well, my next one is uh, definitely blatantly obvious one. Um, if anyone's seen Martian Successor Nadesco, you're probably familiar with the uh, Earth, uh, sorry, the United Earth Forces Alliance, or the UEFA, the military in that series. And man, did they suck. <laughs> <laughs> you had to have. Uh, corporate interests get in there and actually do something the the nurgle corporation was the uh the i guess the benefactor of the nadesco battleship that they sent into space and really the nadesco was the ship that really got things done in the show while the earth military really was at uh the behest of the jovians in that show and they would get their asses handed to them uh, if it wasn't for uh although they they had some talented pilots and they had some people involved that were um that that were pretty good, but uh, even the representative from the military in that show, June, um, didn't really get a shot at piloting and wasn't that effective of a of a fighter or a pilot um, until like halfway through the series. So um, it's just I just find it interesting that even though the series is played for laughs and there's a lot of comedy in the show, that those guys couldn't couldn't fight back to save their lives. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily enough, they had the Nadesco to come through for them, and um, I just—it it always just annoyed me that they just couldn't handle their business. But uh, and when they did, it it always resulted in a huge loss of life. So um, yeah, it's just they just de- didn't seem too effective to me at all. 
And uh, that's my next one. All right. And um, <clears throat> Neil, your round two pick. Well, I'm going to be short and sweet, just like yours was, Chris. And I'm just going to say, and I forget what they call it. I think they're the Earth's United Federation or something like that. But it depends on, because there's so many different shows within this franchise and this character that um, it's all over the place. But um, the the Federation that's always trying to track, track down Captain Harlock. I mean, I know Captain Harlock's a badass, but for God's sakes, it's the same thing. You know, instead of sending just one fleet or, you know, just the small groups of ships to try to track him down, send the whole damn fleet, you know, <laughs> get overwhelming force at, at some point. I mean, it's the same thing with the Buff Clan, <laughs> and it's the same type of people where, you know, you get overzealous commanders. Oh, I'm going to be the one that gets Captain Harlock. Damn you, Captain Harlock! You know, <laughs> it's the same way, so... The I think they're the I think they're the United Earth Federation something. Everybody's an Earth Federation of some some type. So, but uh, that 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 would be my uh, my uh, pick there. So back to you, Chris. Okay, so I'm gonna go a little bit more off the beaten path with my round three pick, which is the United Planets Space Force from Irresponsible Captain Tyler. Oh I was yeah, to say that one. Yeah, <laughs> because well, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Irresponsible Captain Tyler kind of yeah. says it all. Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly a military genius. But possibly. Like, you know, he is a genius, but, but he acts so dumb yeah. and managed to rise through the ranks. And no one was ever sure if his victories were tactical genius or just stunning coincidences. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they just were not very good at uh, what they were doing. They just weren't also, like some of these other militaries, in a perpetual state of conflict against the Railgun Empire. And it's like, what are they even fighting about? What, what is the point of fighting <laughs> space elves? That is true. So, and, you know, they're just also beset by bureaucracy and incompetence. You know, like the two admirals always at each other's throats. And they just couldn't get anything done until Tyler came in and broke the status quo. So good on him for that. Oh, yeah. Perfect. So, bro, your round three pick. My round three pick takes me back to Gundam. Um, I got I, I can't let this conversation go on without mentioning the A-Laws. And from Mobile Suit Gundam Double O. Oh my God, those guys! Really, man? Oh, really? The, the, the so, alien, yeah. compared to like the Vegans, Zaft. Oh my God! Earth yeah, Alliance, all of those. You're gonna go with with the uh, uh, of, of the inept militaries. They're probably the superstars. <laughs> I mean, like I, on, a, on a grade scale, you know. Mm-hmm. Or the new what was, was that? The new as the others that I just mentioned. Oh, the, half of or, them had mustache twirling villains, man. Fats, y'all forget about Fats Goodman, huh? Good old Fats Goodman. <laughs> good old Fats Goodman, who was obsessed with super weapons and you know couldn't come up with an effective tactic outside of spending probably but, but billions remember, of, of the people's money. <laughs> but what? But but what about Zass version of Fats Goodman? That guy in Destiny that did the same thing about I can't believe that all these doms got blown up. Oh yeah, we. Or, or but that, the, that, that, that was uh, against that was against awful J-pop music too when that was happening. Masked, <laughs> masked Fats Goodman of age. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey man, I, I've just I just it, uh, the uh, the New Earth Alliance, the one in um, the one that Bloodman was uh, heading in Gunamex. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty inept one too. So yeah. I, I don't know. 
That, that's, a, a law stands that's out to me. That really stands. Yeah, it it stands what, out to me, what's, dude. What's the reason? Give us yeah, short oh, story. Why they were they were pretty much they seem to be set up. And I love season two of Double O. Don't get me wrong, but it's they seem to. <laughs> They seem to be without remorse. I mean, they seem to even be more shallow than the Titans when it came to like what they were after and and what they set out to do. And again, you know, they uh, had people in charge with no conscience, and they would just do things that would just end up with the result of the death <laughs> of a lot of people. Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten about all of the ruthless real world dictatorships we have that have no regard at all for any loss of? Oh life? yeah, yeah, Joseph yeah. Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that guy Joseph was. Stalin, the uh the Kims in North Korea, yeah. any host of people from Africa oh, yeah. who don't give a shit about anybody. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and, and, and life is, is, is worthy to the it, life is as worth to them as a as a piece of paper you throw away. But uh yeah, I just I didn't I could not see the sense in what they were doing most of the time. And uh I just I I I to me I just think they were really ineffective and they deserve to be beat down and that's that's what they got. Um, well, in, even, even ribbons doesn't even, always mean that you're inept though. Even I mean, ribbons you could be, his, you could be they, you they could were be ad- they were adept at propaganda. Yeah, the way that they yeah. manipulated things, like for example, the um, you know the whole incident at the tower. They made it look like it was terrorism, even though they basically caused it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maneuvered to get more power. You know, they uh, were experts at turning the world against celestial being. And if you were an average citizen of the world who was not privy to the intelligence that celestial being had, you thought that they were cool guys, that they were out there defending you. They they did – their job at least yeah. they did the appearance of their job so they had a competent pr team <laughs> which is really important I would, they won the war of the mind but and the war of people's hearts but really at the end of the day we're the viewer of the show so we can see the nuts but and bolts for what they are if not for gn naked space <laughs> things yeah. would turn out very differently for them let's be honest and and I'll and I'll give you a real world example of mm-hmm. winning the war, but when you look winning the war of the mind, mm-hmm. but if you look at it when uh, militarily and the loss of life, yeah, it doesn't look as good. And that's going to be the North Vietnamese against the United States military. Right, they won the war of the mind mm-hmm. and got us out of there. But if you look at the amount of casualties and how many battles they technically lost, yeah. You would think they were ineffective, but they were. So it's, it, it's, it's all, yeah. But yeah, the A laws, man. Gosh, I don't know. But <laughs> it's your opinion. I'm just, I, no. in, in the breadth of science of, fiction and anime, there's yeah. so many worse militaries yeah. to choose from. So it's a surprise pick, um, at least from what, my perspective. I, I apologize. I just, I always. No, it's, no, no apology I always, your opinion. Yep, yep, I always yep. thought that they were shit. So. <laughs> I just thought I would bring them up. But uh, back to you guys. You're just saying that because they were opposed to to uh, your glorious king. That's oh, exactly. Jesus. And you owe fealty to him, so you're you're carrying buckets for him. Oh, that's, I, oh, that's what it is, isn't it? Always. I stand in his court, vigilant. Carrying buckets for the king. Ever vigilant. <laughs> back to you guys. Neo, you're round three selection. Well, I don't know if I could beat the A-loss, but oh, I'm going to try. <laughs> And I'm going to put it on Drake Luff's army from Aura Battler Dunbine, oh. and I'll tell you exactly why they're inept. Mm-hmm. For most of the show, 
the the overall commander was a guy called what? Burn Bernie? <laughs> yeah, but the, when the archetype of oh, the loser villain, yeah. dude, they were inept. In, One of in, the loserest of loser villains. In, in, in especially in Bison Well. They were always getting their hands. And he was the head of that thing. He was the head of them. And they were, he was always making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And Shozama and the Resistance and all those guys, they were beating them all the time. Well, when and they, they got had, to Earth, they were handling business. Only because of by the, the coincidence device. of yeah. the destructive power being so much higher, not because they actually were. Yeah. Know, well, y'all tell that to France. <laughs> We can tell it to France all you want, but but I but I mean when when you when we're putting them in, especially in Bison Well, mm-hmm. I mean if you take away the 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 effect of their weapons mm-hmm. in Earth, they're still and they still were losing pretty much at the end. Uh, you know, Shazam and them pretty much beat them at the end, even in Earth. <laughs> so I mean, come on. And when when the loserous guy that's your that's your commander. Mm-hmm. Of Drake Lost Army, Burn Burnings, gets his ass handed to him, and then you bring him back under a new a under a, yeah, under a new name. I mean like, like a wrestler. Who is this Black Knight? I have no <laughs> yeah. idea. I am clueless as to who this guy is. Yeah, this who is, is this mysterious as, man? Yeah, I mean, come on. It's a, it's, a, it's a bad wrestling name, you know? <laughs> Gimmick change. And then, yes, Drake Luff's army. Mm. God, they were inept, man. Terrible. Jesus. It's back okay. to you. So um, I'm going to bring this one back to Gunham for my round four selection. And this one's also a twofer. And that is uh, the Earth Alliance and Zaft. Yeah, that was on my list. <laughs> you have uh, two armies. <laughs> Where do you led, start on this one? <laughs> let's start with led by genocidal maniacs. Oh, yes. Which ones? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I mean, uh, on the Earth side, take your pick. Uh, Jibril, um, freaking, um, what's his name from Destiny? Oh, um, um, uh, Azrael. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that? Jibril and Azrael's in seed. Azrael's a seed. Yeah, Jibril's yeah. in there. Both of these guys who are like mustache twirling Bond villains. Kill those space races. <laughs> like, we just got to kill all those space people because space people are evil. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like fundamentalism taken to a degree. And uh, on the space side, you have uh, the Patrick Zala types who are like, we got to kill all these Earth people Oof. because, you know they're inferior to us even though there's really nothing we do that shows that we're superior to them in any way they type fast with one hand yeah they can type fast it's like okay you you have like hollywood hacking skills congratulations (laughs) otherwise like once once the earth alliance starts rolling out the strike daggers where's the difference where's that zaft expertise where's that zaft skill like you see them getting their asses handed to them like nothing well, and, and let's 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 put this even to one point. The whole idea at the beginning of Seed is the Zaf forces are stealing the prototype Earth Alliance mobile suits. <laughs> Supposedly, the Zaf people are the smarter ones. They're the ones that should be making those creations. No, yeah, why didn't they make anything as powerful as those? <laughs> they had to steal everything from the Earth Alliance, <laughs> but they're just had to them. generic Zakus. Yeah. And, and they're stealing the stuff from the people who are supposed to be like, you know, morons. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> that makes people, no who sense. Are, people who are morons 
um, why are you deploying to space mobile suits with such bad control systems that no one can even use them? Like, exactly. Isn't that in some laboratory on Earth getting the kinks worked out? Why are you putting in the very front lines of the war? That is so stupid. Well, wasn't the beginning of Seed um, where, where the suits were being tested? Wasn't it like a Side 7 situation where they were still like testing the, yeah. the work to so, kick Yeah, but out? Side yeah. 7 at least was supposed to be a backwater. It yeah. was nowhere yeah. near the front lines. Halfway, it was halfway constructed. By Shar, but yeah, you know, this the, the the war in Seed uh, seemed to have been like on a bigger scale, and you had Zaf running around everywhere, including the neighboring colonies that were near Heliopolis. So why are you going to bring this stuff to Heliopolis? Yeah, it made right. no sense. That's a good point. I mean, I know that they're doing you know the same storyline as uh, MSG, and then if you read Astray, you find out obviously about you know their secret deal with orb to use their expertise to do the engineering it's like couldn't you have done some secret thing even on like Earthside with orb yeah. or in some like podunk asteroid somewhere it just it just seems to have made the worst decisions possible about that but anyway <laughs> um so you have genocidal armies that are just rapidly dedicated to destroying each other for no reason other than just they must like there's no yeah. clear reason you know i give coordinators a little bit less shit for it because you know they can point to the bloody valentine yeah which was sneaky shit mm-hmm. yeah uh, but they were all crazy on both sides, just for the sake of being crazy. And then, of course, you get to Destiny, and you have a smart guy like Durandal who um, comes up with the dumbest idea ever in the Destiny plan, which is like, hey, you know, your genetics determined that you should sell ice cream. Your DNA tells me you should be a writer. How does that work? How How, how is DNA uh, a prescriber of a profession? How How is it a predictor of that? I had never understood that. Really and why would you plans. stake the whole future on such a stupid plan? Because he made it up. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> so anyway, Soul Bro. Well, um, God, that was actually going to be my next one. So <laughs> I, will, uh, I will go and uh, I'll pick one that's way off the beaten path, but one that people are mostly familiar with, an easy slam dunk one, uh, the Decepticons from Generation 1 of Transformers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> They had the worst scapes, but then again, who didn't in the '80s cartoon? Everybody had terrible plans yeah, in '80s cartoon. I would have to I think say, I, was pretty. I th- you know, yeah. Cobra might be worse. Yeah, it's I was gonna to say that. Cobra is right up there with them, so I would say it's a. It, I lump them in there too. Well, yeah, just do a two first since it's all yeah. Hasbro. Just and they had that crossover, so go go ahead and 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 toss them both in there. You know, I'll say some good things about them. As you mentioned, Megatron was definitely, uh, for the most part, a competent leader, and it wasn't until Transformers the movie where we finally got to see that um he was a guy to be feared and uh, to be reckoned with it's just that his his subordinates really did suck and they were out for self and there's no uh unity in the decepticon cause which is always their downfall because they're always out to to for the most part do their own thing when it comes to good things that cobra did the one thing i always dug about cobra was that they actually infiltrated uh, factions of society like finances they had extensive enterprise ex- enterprises which was run by uh tomat tomat what the, the the twins uh zaymont and tomas or whatever um they ran that and they had uh they had their diversity in their in their finances um you also had destro who ran weapons and i thought that he pretty much was the most competent person in cobra but uh then you had cobra commander and he was definitely <laughs> 
<laughs> one of the worst leaders in the history of it. So much so that he got kicked out for even a worse leader in the form of Serpentor when they decided to come up with some cockamamie scheme to take the DNA of the worst, uh, most reviled leaders in history and uh, f- create a, a being that would be a combination of all those guys. And yeah, he was, uh, it was, he was even worse than Cobra Commander, but everybody loves Serpentor, which just frustrated me to no end. One of the other things I thought was cool was about that the guy that wore like the snake helmet. Yes, the guy who threw the threw the snake through uh, Duke's left pectoral in, in, in GI Joe the movie. <laughs> Duke was supposed to die, but apparently they rewrote that ending and let him survive. There's no way he should have survived that. But um, the other cool thing about Cobra is I always enjoyed any story about Springfield, the the one small town in America that they completely infiltrated and where they did their main main recruiting from from it was always a cool aspect of cobra that they they'd always have like this uh this place that you could never really pin as a cobra base but they'd always uh operate out of there and uh it was a generic town called springfield where they would do their recruiting and it's been it's been the source of a lot of good stories in the in the gi joe comics and other uh forms of uh storytelling for gi joe so i thought that was uh always a neat touch but yeah both of those militaries definitely filled with chumps and uh they they lost more than they won for the most part but that's my next one okay neo your fourth round pick i'd have to say and this is a tough one but i just go by the sheer amount of uh, recycled animation Mm -hmm. and pilots ejecting all the time as they're getting uh it's got to be you and spacey during uh, Macross 7. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anybody that's not part of the Firebombers or the Diamond Squad, all these other poor bastards oh. in the Valkyries, <laughs> that would get... At, at least that, they all lived, though. They did all live, yes. But <laughs> and they all rock and rolled back to health later on. There you go. But they all... Unless, unless your name is uh, Kiryu, and then it's like you have to heroically sacrifice yourself as the senpai. Damn. But I, but I, I think... Um, I think uh, kind of like what we were saying almost with um, uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes where you see kind of the corruption of the bureaucracy mm-hmm. kind of coming into that. You kind of see that with almost uh, that whole situation with their, you know, of course you have Captain Max who's trying to like balance being, you know, the, the leader of this, of the Macross 7 fleet while still wanting to jump into Valkyrie and, uh, you know, and, and finally doing it later on but yeah. somehow didn't. i think the, the the biggest incompetence that we see though is the callousness of the headquarters back on earth that's where it's too. like yeah. you know you guys are just out in deep space we don't yeah. really give a shit about you as long as nothing comes our way so yeah go go deal with these you know alien pests on that's... your own and we don't care if you die yeah <laughs> yeah that because you're so far away that uh, what, what do we care? Which is a shame because you have uh, Maximilian Genus as the captain of the Macross 7. And he's like one of the most effective leaders or one of the most effective pilots in the history of uh, yeah, but, Spacey. You know, but whole new generation of leadership yeah. comes yeah. in after that. And, you know, a military can go incompetent really fast. Does that reflect poorly on him or on the people that serve under him? No, it just it just reflects on... Well, it probably reflects on a lot of things. I mean, I see it with them is because in a way in the Macross 7, we know the, the UN space at Macross 7, you almost see them to a point kind of being police and, <laughs> and military, which <laughs> as we've seen in real life, you sometimes can't do. Yeah. So that's that. But yeah, I do agree. There's also with- a complacency. 
Yeah. Uh, because yeah. You know, if you if you look even at the alternate universe rendition of you and Spacey and Macross 2, mm-hmm. they have 80 years of peace after the Zentradi War and you know that sort of uh idleness breeds complacency and incompetence and if we go by even the official timeline of the Macross universe, there's no major earth invasions after the reign of death of the Zentradi. So you have all these idiots rising up in the ranks who probably never actually saw any combat. The only thing we got going on is the Sharon Apple incident and everything else just happens really far out in deep space that doesn't affect these people. So what do they care? Yeah. And like, and like you said, as long as, as, as long as these aliens don't come back to earth, well, Macross 7 or all the different Macross um, Mega Road and all these other ones that are out there, you know, just deal Those with yourself. Sons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you, we, we gave you Valkyries. You have an uh, idol pop star on, on staff. So you should be good. It worked once. It'll work again. We That's gave now. you the tools for the franchise. You should be able to make do. <laughs> Now, if those Vajra that got to Earth in the last episode of Frontier mm-hmm. had actually done some damage instead of just going mm-hmm. away, now that would have been a different story. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, we even see this in, in Gundam with the Earth Federation in Gundam uh, by the time of Double Zeta. Oh, the, they're going to drop a colony on frickin' yeah, Ireland? population. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. That'll be just less mouse. mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so it, it, it's it's kind of the same thing. I mean, and the, you, when you get these people, and yes, Maximilian Genius, he's this great, he's got a great ace, he's a great leader, yeah. but how many people above him now became his, uh, his you know, his uh, superior that are either younger or maybe don't even have, or was a pencil, pencil pusher when he was out there doing his thing. So uh, his private life was a mess at the time too. He was going through kind of a separation from his wife. He was bored out of his mind with the job that he did have. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, but that, that's fine. But I mean, mm-hmm. in, in the aspect of you and Spacey, yeah, they, they, they were getting a little inept and then little kind of complacent about stuff. So, yeah. So, uh, Let's uh, let's close it off with one last round. So um, I'll let one of you guys have uh, Zeon because we kind of we gotta have to we have to mention Zeon. What, what Zeon? Original Zeon or all the in- all all of, all of the above? Shit, might as well just lump them all in. <laughs> all of the above. So one of you guys can handle that. I'll take the other low hanging fruit, but really is incompetent among incompetence, and that's uh, Vegan. Oh yeah. wow. <laughs> Well, I mean, my last choice is not uh it's not anime. Uh it's 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 a movie actually, but uh I'll, Anime Jedi? Anime Jedi. Yeah, I'm All right, I'll, I'll do Zeon. And oh, cool. I'll go for the where, lowest hanging fruit then. But so, where Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Chris. So so uh so Vegan. Oh, go for it. So they're pissed off Martian colonists who are um abandoned and left to die because of dumbass Mars rays and blah blah blah. So they have all these different options. You know, you could just come back to Earth with, you know, force and uh, instead of like some sneaky campaign of 100 years, you could just chill in one of the Lagrange points and defend it. Mm-hmm. You could move the damn colony somewhere that you're not affected by all these killer rays. <laughs> True. But no, spend 100 years on some vague plan with all of the babblings of Eden by some weird guy who goes into sleep, never question him, never 
uh, have second thoughts about him vaguely telling you that we have to like wait a hundred years to do this plan, even though we have overwhelming military force and advanced technology and traitors on the inside, mm-hmm. with the Earth Federation. Uh, but no, let's just keep waiting 25 years between all of these campaigns to do stuff. And let's keep letting incompetent fools like Zahart keep failing upwards. Yeah. Because how does a guy who's a lowly mobile suit pilot like him fail all the way upwards to commanding the vein? I mean, this guy is about as incompetent but has as meteoric a rise as Glemmy. But yo, Chris, he's the chosen one. <laughs> and it's the, the chosen one because level five says so. They chose poorly. <laughs> they did choose poorly. Jesus. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I, the Vegans definitely take the cake, man. Got a bunch of idiot fanatics as pilots and low-rent Wolverines. and mm. um, Forgot about him. Yeah, low rent uh, titans in the form of the magicians eight, who are all oh. just a huge joke. Magicians yeah. suck. When you knew less about them, they rolled out like gangbusters. But once you find out what what motivated them and what their behind the scenes conflicts and turmoils were, it's like you know half of this stuff could have been simply remedied if you just done these few things. But instead, you decided to just wade in your own hell. In order to get yeah. some petty ass revenge on some so called dream of making Earth the next Eden, and it's like, are you serious right now? <laughs> yeah, and there's no need to relegate everything that we oh, said about seeds. No so doubt. I'll that's not age. So I'll just leave it at that and uh, kick it to you, Sobro, for your final pick. Well, um, mine is actually the other Galactic Empire from a little little known series called Star Wars. Um mainly from the original trilogy cuz uh that's when they were pretty much their heyday. Uh I don't know how you build a a weapon that's capable of taking out planets but has <laughs> the worst weak the worst Achilles heel in the history of super weapons. <laughs> yeah, before you even get to that cuz oh. that's on a pretty big scale. Oh yeah. Why do you have such like poor marksmanship training at the Imperial Academy? Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah, where are, where are, where are the uh, where are the level five snipers and stuff like that? That's what I'm saying. It's like, do they hire people with low visibility? Like, I'm where's, gra- where's the scopes on those rifles that actually help you shoot stuff? Maybe you should take off those helmets. Yeah, Might help you with aiming a little Yo, bit. Granted, yeah, the the scopes that armor built, that armor built, sure doesn't help. Yeah, or built scopes into the helmets. Any stormtrooper cosplay would tell you visibility in them shits are cut down to fifty percent. So that explains a little bit as to why. And, and, it, and it's and it's shown that the armor doesn't do anything i mean yeah. they're one hit kills on those guys so it's like <laughs> why why even bother wearing armor if you got a better chance of getting your shots off if if you don't have the armor on yeah you know, it makes no sense it doesn't protect you from a blast so you might as well go in a little freer that's why the uh the rebels always had the advantage in those situations they can move freely they could see all over the place and you know they they had crack shots so you know they were getting beat they were the goliath in the david and goliath situation and they were getting their ass handed to them like it was a 10-0 matchup and um granted you know we have the empire strikes back where they actually had a good day for once but (laughs) it didn't last long um they not only tried to rebuild this super weapon but that got taken out pretty handily the second time around when they uh had the battle on endor uh, these all these stormtroopers are getting taken out by teddy bears, bro. Teddy Except bears one. With rocks. <laughs> Except and, one. And sticks. Except no, one. No, the one, the lone stormtrooper. Yeah, they killed he's that the, one. He, you walk. <laughs> he's the he's the only one. 
that is your guy that was able to aim correctly. Either that or it was just a lucky shot. Yeah. Maybe it was a ricochet or something. Hey, I know, don't know. I, I think about um, you know, uh, way back to episode four mm-hmm. when they find all of the dead Jawas. And it's like, oh, you know, um, it's not the sand people. The uh, the blast patterns from the shots uh, are too accurate. It's like, who, are, are these the same guys we're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you sure? It's not, it, I, you I'd sure, be scared. This, you sure this you don't mean not... some other army? <laughs> yeah, this, this can't be the Galactic Empire. Cause... <laughs> are, you, are you sure, Obi-Wan? Have you just been out in the desert a bit too long? I think have you, so. Have you been smoking too many space hookahs? I want to know how many clips they had to empty in order to kill off uh, Aunt Baru and Uncle Owen. <laughs> Well, you, 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 you they can hit the broadside of a board, let alone a, if they a form. If they couldn't kill uh, the Ewoks, who were just little uh, small teddy bears, how did they kill the Jawas? Those yeah. are equally yeah. hard to hit targets. How did they kill those guys? Oh, man. They, must, they must have had an off day. <laughs> and you were saying, you were saying in in Empire Strikes Back, yeah, they do they do do some stuff. Yeah, but. Let's look at this though too. Those giant walkers. Oh, yeah. why would you create a machine like that? And then that's so slow moving, and then you drop it yeah. <laughs> miles away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then you have that freaking Brainiac Admiral that's like, "I'm going to take the ships out of uh, warp space right on top of the planet," and then not do anything. Wow. You know, if you're going to do that, you might as well. Why would you even drop the walkers down? If you got those big ass ships, why don't you just rain the uh, rain the Zentradi rain of death on on Hoth? And you know, done story. You don't even have to worry about anything. But you got those things, and then those speeder bikes. Yeah, they look cool. But why am I going to use a high speed hovering bike in a densely wooded forest? <laughs> it makes no sense. Yo, for for the Empire to even be effective, they got to hire from the outside. You know, Boba Fett and all those uh those bounty hunters in the him. second episode. But even <laughs> him, even the even worse than the Adats mm-hmm. is because uh, these machines look even dumber because they're so primitive by comparison. Mm-hmm. What's the Adat? The one in the the four legged one, the yep. big ones from Empire. Yeah, the, got it. Yeah, ATSTs are the chicken walkers. Yeah, the the ATTE from the prequel era that yeah. shows up first in episode two. Oh my god. Uh, okay. It has like the really short, stubby legs. It's like, yeah. who, who thought this thing was a good idea? I wonder. <laughs> Is that what Captain Rex uses too in uh, Clone Wars? Or yes, yeah, that's 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 what I was thinking. Man. Yes, you see them in Clone Wars. They are just really dumb. Damn. But you are right, though, too. You got the situation with the Death Star. Is It's not only the point that you have that fatal flaw in it, but why isn't that thing more heavily armored? And why is it so easy to get into the air ducts? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Space station. Especially the big-ass Millennium Falcon getting inside of it to take out the core. Well, it was, it was, it was partly, uh, partly completed, right? That's true. That's true. So there's they plenty killed of all those, They in. killed all those defense contractors, too. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, if going by the prequels, the plans for the uh, Death Star existed all the way back then, mm-hmm. and we see the off. start of construction on it at the end of Episode 3, and it's done during Episode 4. How the hell did they rebuild it so fast by Return of the Jedi? That's a oh, good I question. Know. I mean, they said they ramped up production, but Salvage that, pieces that the might they could have done that too. But I think it was to the detriment of the new one because they were working on it so fast. It didn't. Also, if your ridiculously huge moon mm-hmm. of a super weapon, why rebuild it? Blew up. Wouldn't you maybe reconsider that and, and not make <laughs> well, another one? 
I mean, the first upgrade you're going to make is shield the shield the event. Exactly. <laughs> uh, like, make sure you have a shield around yeah. the whole construct yeah. that people cannot get through without like putting a barrage of lasers on. Um, Wait, well, gets- apparently though, those entrances are still uh, like Swiss cheese. Yeah. And what gets me too is they have Millennium a- Falcon size Swiss cheese. <laughs> they, they, they have they have force fields for their hangar bays, mm-hmm. so they can look out in the space. But they have a force field so nobody gets sucked out. But you can't put it around the whole stupid uh, space station itself. Well, new, you making sense? <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. You couldn't build a force field generator but, inside the damn Death Star and said it has to be generated by the moon? That's but, I, but I think I think part of the ineptitude of the Galactic Empire stems from the fact of it's the only military you don't want to rise in the ranks. Yeah. Because if you do one mistake, it's 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 four stroke, stroke city. Yeah. So <laughs> plus they don't. I think, I think it's the situation of all the real competent guys. Yeah. They're just going in and as listed guys and like you know what I'll do thirty years as a as a corporal, no biggie. Because I've seen all these guys <laughs> move up the yeah. ranks, and next thing you know, they're they're setting them, you know they're having to pick them up because Vader's force choking them all the time. Right. So I think that might be a point of too is the 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 uh, the carrot and the stick approach that uh, uh, Vader used. Probably wasn't the best for uh, morale and leadership. Yeah, so. when you, when they you, also uh, mm-hmm. probably have talent pool problems because if you yeah. notice, the Empire is super racist yes. and completely. I was just about to bring that up. Human centric. Yes. Oh um, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's um, no aliens in any positions in the Empire. And and not only are they human centric, but you have to be pretty much British. Yeah. You have, to have a British <laughs> accent. So like, like Ameri- if you have an American accent, yeah. you're not going to ex- – that's why Luke wasn't part of it. There are some exceptions in the expanded universe, but that no longer really matters. Well, that, yeah. that, that universe is dead. Yeah, unless they decide okay. to pull stuff from it we're, for we're the later movies. By, but, yeah, we're going by the movies. But, yeah, I just, I just, I'm just saying that just, just in case people want to bring that up in the comments. But when it comes down to it, uh, one of the neatest things when I was watching Star Wars Rebels, and Chris might also be able to back this up, uh, they pointed out that they don't try to hire for uh, Stormtroopers – people who are really smart so that's also a problem <laughs> well when they're using them as fodder when when, yeah. when the when the when the battle of attack is hey all you guys rush that gun emplacement yeah you're not exactly going to get the brightest bulbs you know out of yeah. the pack there but they, they so. purposely try to kind of uh tamp tamp down uh intelligence well, in the ranks. What, and that's, what happened that's what happened to all the super small smart clone troopers that they made they made millions of those clone troopers yeah what happened to all those they guys got rid of them they got rid of they them had short lifespans yep and, oh is uh, that the issue yep, oh, okay. absolutely yes. it's a solid snake conundrum. so they were like replicants from blade runner they mm-hmm. only had a couple of years on them eugenics man it, it, it's not all that yeah. it's cracked up to be <laughs> But I hope for episode seven that the New Order and the Knights of Rey are a lot smarter than uh, than than the original Empire turned out. Well, it to looks be. like not much has changed in their styling. So yeah. we, I mean, that's the only thing you can hope because you the way they look, they don't look that too that they've fallen too much out of that tree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking forward. Hopefully, they they will address some of these things in the new movies, and the fact that the Empire won't come up as dumb as it did before. I want to see flaws on both sides of the uh, of the of the conflict. So. Um, if anything, uh, Star Wars is still entertaining, and I, I, I find uh, I find that the Empire still makes for a worthy foe. It's just sometimes you just have to wonder when you start picking things apart. But that's it for mine. All right, and Neo, you get to close us out on this segment oh. with Zeon. Oh so my God! Hit us up with 
The many this, faces of Zeon. The many faces of Zeon. We'll be dealing with original Zeon. We'll be dealing with, um, gosh, probably. What, what were the, the Zeon remnants, I guess? And then you have Axis. Oh, yeah. And then you have Neo Zeon. And Neo uh, Zeon. And Neo Zeon. Yeah, Neo Zeon. <laughs> One, Neozeon squared, Neozeon cubed. Mm. And if so, you really want to go balls out and throw in some manga, the Oldsmobiles. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. What? Yeah. But let's just start with, gosh, the originator, Genesis, mm-hmm. regular old Zeon. Oh, God, where do we even begin with this? It started off with a noble concept. Hey, we're not getting representation in space. Mm-hmm. Hey. You know, no taxation with representation. However, we kill the guy and then we install these maniacs in here who all they care about is just making themselves rich and going into selective genocidal uh, tendencies, too. Because, hey, we're so awesome, but all the people on Earth, they suck, so they need to be killed. Let's start a war. Start off great. You have a super competitive advantage. Mobile suits. But let's take that up a tick because... You know, instead of just uh, devoting all our resources just to using, um, you know, ba- massing up our armies, taking advantage of our um, of our uh, of our advantage to the utmost, we got to sit there and let's just tinker with all the mobile suits because let's just make fifty different mobile suits for things that we don't even need. Hey, let's have a platoon of water mobile suits. Great. <laughs> Well, Great. before before you even get to mobile suits, uh, you're, you're forgetting the, the rather big thing of, hey, you know, we claim to fight for space noid freedom. Let's open this war by committing genocide against the very people that oh, yeah. we yeah. proclaim was, to be fighting on behalf of. You're way to yeah, run I, into I, people. I was, I, was getting, I was getting into that, yeah. And then I was going to say, yes, our, our great claim to fame is, hey, let's not only uh, kill people on the Earth, but let's use colonies with people in it to kill them with. We'll and use- gas any colonies that have nope. Federation garrisons just because, why not? Yeah. Exactly. And basically take all the space, what we're fighting for, and just lay it into waste. And yeah, so you got that. You got the infighting with the zombies. Once again, having people that have no clue of of uh, what they're doing when it comes militarily, suppressing people that show any uh, semblance of any type of uh, competence. I mean, why is Ron Baral just a lieutenant? I mean, <laughs> I mean. Well, if you go by origin, we know why. But you know, yeah. even imagine how different events could have turned out if he had gotten his domes exactly and Kuve had given him his full and enthusiastic support mm-hmm. exactly exactly you know and 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 that's the thing is you have the same situation where you have the zabi inner circle and the zabis themselves once this war gets once they get the antarctic agreement there's they're laying claims to things and they're doing things like makuve makuve's going off doing stuff not for the end goal the zeon but for you know, to enrich himself and in the end uh, doing things, you know, that even he's not supposed to do. So, um, and just the, the infighting, it's like, yeah. it's like, oh, you're Dozel's man. I don't care about you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you guys are on the same side and your petty squabbling is making it possible for the, uh, the Federation to win. So, yeah. 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 And, and having this blind faith into new types that they're somehow going to be, you know, the, the winning piece of the war where, I mean, they just devote so much stuff into so many different 
uh, types of weapons. And it's just that fatal flaw is you have limited resources. Why are you going to devote all this time and money? It's like, it's like I said last episode, we were talking about Gundam the Origin. It's like they, they, uh, they go into the Great Dig one. It's this huge warship that they're getting their ass beat in the war, but they have this huge warship. Maybe it could, maybe it couldn't turn anything, but at least it's something there to use. You have it sitting in port, you know, yeah. because. Or- even aside from all of those Guazin classes that are floating around doing nothing, yeah. uh, why did Garen build two Dolos-class ships? <laughs> Don't understand that. Yeah, Massive ships, ships. store a zillion mobile suits. Yeah. But don't have the facilities to launch them very quickly. What, they had like two catapults have, or something like yeah, that. And don't have much in the way of yeah. defense. So what exactly were those two carriers supposed to serve? Like just like they look like big dogs. Like what? They're they're the tough guys. What what is that supposed to accomplish? Another yeah. train on resources. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then the one super weapon Garen comes up with that actually is effective. The the colony laser. Laser. Yeah comes like too late in the war to make that much of a difference yeah and it's a response to a federation weapon on top of that yeah yeah and 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 you have the situation of you know instead of trying to get guys from to to uh, retreat from solomon and maybe amassing for the final battle you just let all those guys get slaughtered and captured there it's Mm -hmm. just like it 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 makes absolutely no sense yeah there was no reason why solomon needed to fall the way it did no, you know, they could have given. They could have just given up the territory and kept all of those guys around, uh, so that all those veterans would have still been alive and be like, "Hey, um, here, have some Gelgoogs." <laughs> hey, yeah, but they got, you know, they, they the, got all they the trainees. It's like with but lots damn, of experience, they're, they're, and very, they're patriotic. very patriotic. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, okay, it, um, it's good that these trainees are very patriotic, but that don't count for shit in a battle. Yeah, that's true. And, and then, of course, you have a family that's just fighting among itself, you know, and, and, and ends up killing, pretty much killing each other, uh, you know, or, unless, unless they're killed by Char. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Divide and conquer. So, so that's Zeon. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Remnants. So I guess that would be our. Everyone on Earth. Everyone on Earth. Um, all those guys. The laws. Yeah. Yep. Comes a point, especially the guys on Earth, man. It's like. A lot of time has passed, and you don't have anything on there. You don't have anything to really, uh, uh, you know, to y- your mobile suits aren't advanced anymore. The Federation's got m- more and more advanced weapons. And what like, wh- exactly? Why are you are still you hanging out Alpha? in Africa? Why are you still <laughs> hanging out in Africa a zillion years later doing nothing? Like what? What is the point to your life? And and are you so ingrained into the? We have to restore the zombies because I would imagine. The Federation probably put out pieces about how dysfunctional the, the zombies are because I'm sure once they got a hold of all the stuff that was in a Baoku and everything and found out all this stuff, that they found out how dysfunctional these people were, why would you still have this blind loyalty to them? Well, there would be hardcore loyalists to be like, oh, that's just Federation propaganda. But you'd think to yourself, like, wouldn't there be some dudes who, after sitting in the desert for 10 or 15 years, yeah. be thinking to themselves, you know – Maybe this was all a big mistake, and I should just yeah leave this crappy Zaku in the desert and just go <laughs> chill somewhere and have a nice life. And if Gato didn't show up, would they still be there? 
I mean, that that's the thing. Well, they still were, but in double Zeta, you still had all these Zeon heard, just chilling. That, that is true. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. You still had a bunch more just chilling in the desert until 0096 with Unicorn. It's like, yeah, we're just sitting out here in the desert, you know, polishing our Zakus. <laughs> I don't, I don't get they it. Do. Now, we do have to give them the benefit of the doubt because you do have the one shining example of of Zeon doing it right, and is is access in, in the Zeta Gundam time frame. Oh yes, yeah. because here they let the two the two powers. There was a three power struggle going on, but they let the two larger powers kind of duke it out and really, um, you know, to to really um, hurt themselves. And then they took advantage of it in uh, Double Zeta. But yet again, because of their unstable leadership, of uh, somebody gets factuated with the guy, um, you know, for some reason that used to be. She used to be a cold-hearted leader. Now she's infatuated with judo, oh, and no. next thing you know, has to do dumb things. So yeah, she went from being, the, she went from being Yojimbo, where she plays both sides effectively <laughs> to her own benefit, and then she just oh, she falls apart, man, and that sucks. Oh. Yeah. I will give Shars Neo Zeon credit though for having a good start. You know, dropping yeah. uh, Fifth Luna on Earth. Um, completely snookering the federation if like yeah here uh, have this gold uh we're not gonna be uh committing to any wars or anything yeah we just want to be peaceful <laughs> on axis just give me axis which belonged to the neo zeon and has nuclear engines and even though i just threw something at earth i ain't gonna throw nothing at earth you can believe me as true as my name is shot as in the bull. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, yeah, he does. They do have um, good intentions at the beginning, but yeah, then of course the Zeon craziness catches on. Even Shard like, catches it. Lala Soon is the woman who could have been my mother. And you're yeah, like, wow. Wait, wait it, what? What? What is going on here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Psych- psycho frame. What? What's going oh. on? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> And that, and that's the other thing is why why invest in these technologies that have been shown to drive everybody crazy? Oh, we can make the Psycom even better, R- really? Because the the nineteen other iterations of this things, everybody went batshit. But or you know, let's hey. just keep making more cyber new types because what's wrong with a few more? Yo, man, they thought yeah. they reinvent the wheel. <laughs> yeah, because because those always work out so well because all their uh, neuroses and things uh, they they always stay hidden for those cyber cyber new types. They never they never get exposed. They never come up at the worst uh, worst time that that's available. So yeah, so yeah, that's Star's counterattack, and then I guess we go to what unicorn? unicorn. Oh yeah. Oh gosh, we're. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where do we even begin? This is almost like the culmination of all the stupidity of Zeon from its prior incarnations are all just morphed into one giant dumb thing. Mm-hmm. Is with dudes basically fighting with the space equivalent of duct tape. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. For the most part. They have a noble cause of trying to get that UN charter and, you know, trying. I get that. that that's a noble thing. But you but, know what? The thing is, they don't even know what it is that they're chasing true. they true. they devote yeah. their they devote their lives and sacrifice Pie their the lives for a MacGuffin that don't even know what it is yeah yeah talk it's... about hopes and dreams <laughs> coming not coming to fruition that's for sure <laughs> and then once again just taking the worst 
most mentally unstable people and giving them large weapons of mass destruction and saying, hey, you believe in what we're doing, right? Sure. Go ahead and do it. So like, go, go, go destroy stuff, Angelo, and just be a jerk and not at all effective. Yeah. And or, then, hey, everyone, listen to this uh, charismatic mass dude because that worked out so well. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you know, here here's the thing. He looks kind of like the guy you know from before, but he's really not. But he kind of is. But he isn't. So, but he is. But he is. Yeah, it, but he it, is. And, and <laughs> he isn't. And who the hell's funding them? <laughs> at, a, at, wow. at this point, is really who the hell is funding them? Because hell. The last heir of the zombie family. When, when the, the heir of the zombie family is saying, hey, I don't want any of this. Exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't that come to a conclusion that maybe you need to stop this whole, we need to relive or reinstate the, the, the zombie family and Axis and Zeon and all this other stuff? I mean, when, when the person, the title from the title house is saying, I don't want any of this. Wouldn't that give you the thing of sitting there saying, maybe, what have I, why have I been sitting in the desert for 20 years? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I mean, gosh, how do you, how do you summarize Zeon and all its incarnations? You Never don't t- know when to quit. N- yeah, you don't know when to quit. Not taking advantage of opportunities that are always there because we could go through the multitude of times that. All Zeon had to do, like you said, with the whole thing with just giving, um, just giving uh, Robert Raw those domes. Man, what what could have happened at that point? <laughs> you know, all these opportunities where you could have won, but because of some stupid pettiness or jealousy or just just incompetence, um, you know, you have what you have. So, are they the worst, probably? military of all time i don't i don't know if you can say that but there's a good uh <laughs> there's a good history of showing that these people sure don't know what they're uh they sure didn't live learn anything from their history because they sure in the hell didn't yeah because so many times they had all the all the advantages they had all almost all the cards and they just piss it all away and that i just it, it makes it even more bittersweet when you look at it when you look back well, and see exactly where where they where they were succeeding and then they just fall off the map well well when your thing is drop a colony on earth and then attack mm-hmm. and then and then this let's devote our time and, and effort to other mobile suits that have no bearing on what we're doing how many times can you do that and 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 finally succeed i mean you're always going to fail doing that they just kept using the same strategy over and over and it just didn't work so mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what more can say about zeon and all of its incarnations you ran down pretty much the the greatest hits <laughs> so so uh, in in closing do we want to take a vote on everyone that we've gone through and see if we can nominate like just the all-time worst man mm. oh so what uh, we had um the a-laws i don't oh, think boy. i don't think we're gonna A-Laws, vote no, the, we, the we tetons we can move them off the list A-Laws. yeah yeah um, <laughs> the free planets alliance it's, and the galactic empire yeah the other galactic empire oh yeah uh the united planet space force the buff clan drake luff's army Drakeless Army, the Vegans. Vegans, yeah. yeah. The UEFA from Nadesco. Zaft. Mm-hmm. Zaft and the Earth Alliance. Yep. And Zeon. Zeon. <laughs> it's, it's really like the only one I can think they give to Zeon even a, a run for its money are the uh, is Zaft and the Earth Alliance from Z- from Seed. They 
were pretty damn bad. But then again, you got the Vegans, too. Jeez. I think it might come down to those. I mean, you could throw the... I'm going to say mm-hmm. my vote, I got to... I got to go with the Vegans because if you really break down, I mean, even as dumb as Zeon is and some of their stupid motivations, the Vegans, like Chris had sent, there was like three different plans of actions they could have done where they didn't have to go to war. <laughs> they didn't even have to do anything. I mean, the fact that you could have just moved the colony mm-hmm. that could have solved a lot of stuff. So I'm going to put, I'm putting my lone vote into the Vegans. I'm going to have to say, like, if you look at just the sheer amount of incompetence over such a long stretch of time Mm -hmm. of nearly a century, give it to the Vegans. Yeah. Yeah, they had all the time in the world, man. They lasted longer than Zaft. I mean, or not Zaft, I mean Zeon. Yeah, I got to say the Vegans, too, because this is a a waste of potential. And the fact that they had, like, all the technology in the world... And they decided to squander it on some beef when they could have just bettered their own people. And Magician yeah. Zate says it alone. Because <laughs> we kept hearing about how bad and bad these guys are. I, I, well, they, they were bad, I, all right. I, I think, I think the, uh, I think the strike team for Victory Gundam lasted longer than these guys did. Damn. <laughs> Technically, they did. I think they did. <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, one holdout all the way to the last episode of Victory. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> she, had, she was that final episode sacrifice. Ooh. So it sure did. But yeah, I, I vote for the Vegans as well. They uh they definitely sucked out right. Alright, well I, I guess we have our unanimous agreement of the Vegans as the most incompetent military out there, so thank you to MCT Dread for that mailbag question. Oh yeah. And we're gonna take a quick break and be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Boy, it's lucky you had these compartments. Use them for smuggling. I never thought I'd be smuggling myself in them. This is ridiculous. Even if I could take off, I'd never get past the tractor beam. Leave that to me. Goddamn fool. I knew that you were going to say that. Who's the more foolish? The fool or the fool who follows him? Are you a fan of Gundam, Robotech, or Transformers? Well, you should check out Gundam at MEHQ. A wonderful source to learn about the Autobots. Yes, and once I learn about them, I will be the leader of the Decepticons. What was that, Starscream? Nothing, Lord Megatron. Nothing at all. We're looking for a few good new types. Over the last couple of months, the Gundam Nation has been getting together to play Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme Versus. We call those sessions EX Versus the Gundam Nation. Well, we as a group recently upgraded to the sequel to Extreme Versus, known as Full Boost. We're inviting you to come on out and play the new game with us. Even if you don't have the game, you can watch our live stream and also join in the conversation that we hold on Skype during the stream as well. It's not only a gaming session, but a social event for mecha and anime fans as well. If you have the game, you can add the PSN ID, the Gundam Nation. 
which is the tag that we use to network all the players for the sessions. Also, make sure to add to your Skype the contact of Shinjuku-Station so you can have a chance to join the Skype conversation during the stream. If you want to watch the stream live, make sure to head on over to twitch.tv slash fighters ready and follow us there so you can be alerted to when our streams begin. If you missed any of our sessions, head over to youtube.com slash gundammahq and you'll find a lot of our sessions that we've already had archived there. Just be in mind that the conversations held in these sessions may not be safe for work. For more details on the event, make sure you visit gundam.net and click on the EX versus the Gundam Nation section. If you enjoy the game, the podcast, or Gundam in general, then you owe it to yourself to come on out to EX versus the Gundam Nation. We'll see you there. Debate is over. You will write a formal apology. I will what? A formal apology. You will kowtow. You will step and fetch. Frank, if you think you can get me. used to it, it's the way of the world. If you're so hot on discipline, then Gun- damn it, start by accepting mine. Because contrary to popular opinion, I'm the head <clears throat> in charge. Come on, let's get something to eat. You really think you're bad, don't you? <laughs> Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. You've been listening to episode 167, and today's subject, our main topic basically, was our our discussion of incompetent militaries in mecha anime and beyond. Uh, Many thanks again to MCT Dread for the submission. Of course, this episode ran uh, a little long and we were kind of short on time, so there won't be any mailbag today. But if you look at it, we kind of answered a mailbag question in epic form. So, (laughs) In in, in a form that Kevin Smith would be proud of. Yes, indeed, man. We waxed waxed on. You know, because he can he can talk like three hours and answer two questions, so yeah. I think did okay. We have plenty still to learn from so the- this episode's dedicated to Kevin Smith. There you go. Yes, <laughs> hashtag Garmy Strong. Yo, nice, nice. <laughs> that talk salad is scrambled eggs, man. <laughs> But yeah, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the discussion, man. It was a fun topic, and uh, hopefully we get more topics like that in the future, man. Looking forward to that. But before we close things out, fellas, any uh, anything you guys wanted to mention? Any upcoming uh, things that are happening? Things. Things indeed. Well, um, if Nothing you- at this point. Well, all right. Well, um, if you guys have time, make sure to check out these websites. Head on over to where the magic happens. MAHQ.net. Visit there for reviews of many mecha-related animes and manga series. Also join the conversation at MAHQ's official forums at mechatalk.net, where you can find forums for this show and other MAHQ and Shinjuku Station podcasts. There you can comment on the thread for this episode or others and submit questions for future podcasts. If you're looking for previous episodes of Gundam at MAHQ, Look no further than Gundam.net, where you can also find information on all of our previous episodes. Also find us on iTunes by using the keyword Gundam, and make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. After listening to our show, your next stop should be Chaos Theater, MAHQ's podcast that focuses on other facets of nerddom outside of Mecca. Hosted by the webmaster of MAHQ, Gundam's own Chris Guanche, and the pedal bear of the South, Tomopop's own Pedro Cortez. You can tune into the show at chaostheater.blogspot.com and on iTunes by searching for Chaos Theater. Don't forget that we're also on YouTube, where you can not only find our previous episodes, but extra content as well. Subscribe to these channels when you have time. YouTube.com slash Gundam MAHQ. YouTube.com slash Chaos Theater MAHQ. 
youtube.com slash fighters ready youtube.com slash shin station fight tube and youtube.com slash shinjuku station last but not least make a beeline to shinjuku station's home for live streaming that's tinyurl.com slash shin station every week we stream live with anime commentaries like shoji ramaro's anime movie night and live podcasts like our new show barbecue night don't sleep Head on over to tinyurl.com slash shinstation and follow us to keep up with all our future live streams as well as archives of our most recent sessions. And that's it for this episode of Gundam at MAHQ. Thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time. This one, I gotta address it. Just I, read I, it. This Just is read the question. Cody, oh, this is yours. Yes. Oh, yeah. Cody says, A while back, some of you guys said you didn't like Gundam Seed or Gundam Destiny. Uh, I've been marathoning a bunch of the series. What was wrong with those two? Specifically Gundam Seed, Gundam Seed Destiny. I'm sorry. This is on you guys. Yeah, I mean. No, it, it's on me. Oh, no, it's on you? And I gotta, I, I gotta take a minute because Gundam Seed and Gundam Seed Destiny were... These are series that were like garbage in a way that it was part of what ruined me on anime. Mm. I fucking wow. like low. That is huge. I saw like maybe twenty episodes when I was young. I was considerably younger than you. You guys. were a, you were a little baby. Man. I dropped it. I dropped it when it was on TV. It was a generic <laughs> yeah. anime. Okay. Because yeah. I had seen Escaflone no, and so I had seen Card Captors, and I knew it got better. And Escaflone was good. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, no, this was during the era where I was just clicking on shit and watching it, and like th- just going like, yeah, okay, this could be a thing, and giving everything way too much of the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, especially considering like you watched Wing, right? We, we all, you know, yeah, you knew what that shit was, and then like I had friends that introduced me to the UC stuff, which is the older original yeah, classics yeah. that were like, holy shit, that's solid. There, there was always a show, I think, and maybe not for Liam, because you're so much younger that, like, maybe you didn't have that period in which anime sucks for, like, five years, yeah. ten years. But I know the three of us, we all hit a point where there was a show that we just said, this entire medium. I am gone, yes. I am done. And for me, I am really ashamed to admit it was Bleach. <laughs> I watched hundreds of episodes of Bleach before I realized, dude, what the fuck? am I doing? So, sorry, I'm gonna get really specific with this. Zone out if you need to, but I need, if you don't care about What's Gundam, Gundam or whatever, Gundam Seed or Seed Destiny, like, dude. Okay. One stock footage in both Destiny and in Seed uh, are the worst. You can call these series Gundam stock footage and Gundam stock footage Destiny if you need to, because they had no plan for what they were gonna do. They barely, like, they had their budget and they blew it all on voice actors. It's garbage. They had an English. Well, they had as well known as you get when you're a. Yeah, they got a whole bunch of different like top list say you voice actor guys to come in and like basically they're like because we have all these top list voice actors we don't need to write characters we can just rely on the voice actors to that cover sucks. our asses. Um, your main character Kira, nothing he does makes sense. The only thing he wants to do is go. I want to protect my friends without killing people. Then he gets the ability to. He gets a suit that lets him do that at episode thirty-four out of a hundred, and then he spends the rest of the series doing nothing because he has nothing left. I feel like Wooly can make blanket red letter media style <sighs> reviews of this. <laughs> okay, 
He survives being blown up for no reason. Chapter Nothing one. happens. They don't explain how he survives, but he just comes back, except for maybe he's the son of Christ, and then he shows up and is like, I'm basically Jesus now. The only thing I'm going to do is tell you you're all bad for going to war and stop you by going to war with more war. Okay. Him and Lux, the girl that he's with, basically end up running a military that is the Earth's army by the end of it. It makes no sense. It's completely stupid. The other main character, Atherin, that's supposed to be like his... Are you reading like a thing? I made notes. I made notes here. I'm sorry. This thing is... I noticed he was scrolling down. Because, dude, okay, Atherin has character development by the end of the the first series, and then they reset it because they don't know what to do with him, so all the things he's learned by the first one become nothing by the end of the second one. talking about this all day at work. It was... (laughs) Okay. His studer, you need to calm down. Yeah. All right, no. like You're even I don't. Needs to calm I don't <laughs> put notes into my rage. I, I need to get this out there. I'm sorry, it's wow. in me. Gundam at M A H Q is a Shinjuku station and M A H Q dot net joint. This character, Kigali, is an awesome, super tough, like, military leader. She runs her own group of, ar- of like, armored people, whatever. No, we're fine. We're fine on time. Trust me. Right? She <laughs> runs her <laughs> army group. purposely didn't talk about the big clock. subject. Pat, you need to <laughs> shut up about Monster Hunter so that I can talk more about this anime I don't like. Imagine if, imagine if Tank Girl in the second series became a literal princess in a dress and the first or second episode, she gets kidnapped. Oh, you would hate that. And becomes a damsel in distress wow, for the wa- rest of the show. Don't watch Sword Art Online. Okay. It's, it's, it's the worst of That's that. the worst version uh, of that I have ever seen the, in my life. The biggest disappointment. You go from strong, empowered female character to literal tentacle attack. Oh, I actually I can't, I can't f- handle or deal with I, that. Oh. Um... Designs were handled by uh, Akutsu and Okurara. These dudes, they really, they're good guys that did a lot of great Gundam designs over the years, but whatever they did did not translate into animation well. You got flat, lame bullshit, and if you go compare their artwork or anything done by Hajime Katoki at the time, you will see what real Gundam detailed artwork should look like. The real Gundam. It was garbage. Don't, don't keep I'm, I'm fine. It's just, <laughs> your bad guys made no sense. They had no motivations. In the end, dude, just go watch Stargazer. All right, <laughs> unicorn. But, but, but Stargazer is part of the Seed World. It's three episodes. Each episode's fifteen minutes long. It takes forty-five minutes to undo the garbage that a hundred episodes of each Gundam episode Seed is did fifteen minutes long of this one series called Stargazer. Oh, okay. Okay, that's it. That's it. I'm, I'm tapping out. I have so much Tap more, out. but I'm tapping Tap out. out. I'm sorry. Out. I'm sorry. This Gundam Seed pisses me off to no end.